0: Hello, this is Jude from NewsRoundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 3rd of October. India's COVID-19 tally today rose to 64,73,544, with 79,475 new cases in the last 24 hours. The country's death toll from the novel coronavirus rose past 1 lakh. As many as 54,27,796 people have recovered from the infection, pushing the recovery rate to 83.84%. The case fatality rate stood at 1.56%. At least 190 more police personnel in Maharashtra tested positive for the novel coronavirus, taking the total confirmed cases in the force to 23,879 today. With two more deaths in the span of 24 hours, the toll in the police department stood at 250. Of the total, there are 2,758 active cases, said the Maharashtra police. Meanwhile, the Sports Authority of India today said it is identifying medical and paramedical experts to ensure clinical assessment of COVID-19 infection on its athletes' training at the nodal body centres. The Sports Authority of India also issued new guidelines called a Graduated Return to Play, or GRTP, under which coaches have been instructed to plan a physical activity at 50% of normal intensity and volume for an otherwise healthy patient who has been asymptomatic for seven days. The Hyderabad-based Dr. Reddy's Laboratories has applied to the drugs controller general of India for permission to conduct phase 3 human clinical trials of the Russian vaccine Sputnik V the Indian pharma giant has collaborated with the Russian Direct Investment Fund, ORDIF, to conduct clinical trials to Sputnik V, as well as its distribution. At least 200 more people, including eight security personnel, have tested positive for COVID-19 in Arunachal Pradesh, pushing the northeastern state's case caseload to 10,220. Kerala reported its biggest one-day rise of 9,258 new cases, taking its tally to 2,12,626. Section 144 of the Code of Criminal Procedure, which prohibits the assembly of more than four people, has been imposed in Trivandrum, Irnakulam, and Kottayam districts amid rising coronavirus cases. The orders will be in effect from today to October 31st. Hundreds of civil society members, students, women, and political leaders, including Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, gathered at Jantar Mantar yesterday in a massive protest to demand justice in the Hathras case. Wearing masks and raising slogans against UP government, they demanded that Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath resign, alleging his administration was shielding the accused. Meanwhile, Uttar Pradesh Additional Chief Secretary, Avinash Avasti, and Director General of Police, H.C. Avasti, will meet the family of the Dalit woman, who was brutally assaulted and gang-raped by four Thakur men. A Congress delegation of Rahul Gandhi, Priyanka Gandhi-Vadra and other party leaders is also scheduled to meet the family later in the day. Heavy police deployment has come up on the Delhi Uttar Pradesh border in Noida ahead of a scheduled visit. The sister-in-law of the 19-year-old Dalit woman said today that the Uttar Pradesh police had forcibly cremated someone else's body earlier this week, not that of the victims. News 18 quotes the sister-in-law as saying, and I quote, first of all, Police should clarify whose body was cremated that night. It wasn't our girl's body. We didn't see it. Why should we undergo the narco test? We are telling the truth. We are seeking justice. The DM and SP should undergo the narco test. It is they who have been lying. Unquote. The woman's mother said the police did not hand over her daughter's body after her death. She demanded an investigation monitored by a Supreme Court judge and said the family doesn't trust SIT or CBI. A political controversy has erupted over an audio clip that appeared on a pro-government website and on social media purported to be of a telephone conversation between India Today reporter Tanushree Pandey and the brother of the deceased, Sandeep. In the clip, India Today reporter Tanushree Pandey asks Sandeep, the brother of the deceased, to send her a video statement of the woman's father that he was being forced to go to the local police station and sign a document saying they were satisfied by the police probe in the case. The BJP claimed the alleged audio showed how the media was misreporting facts about the case and was coercing false statements out of the woman's family. In response, India Today issued a statement asking the government to explain how Pandey's conversation was leaked online. The media group asked why the woman's family was kept under surveillance and the legal basis for recording and leaking the telephonic conversations. Following this, Hathra's additional superintendent of police, Prakash Kumar, told PTI on Friday, that no politician or media person will be allowed entry into the women's village in Hatras until the special investigation team formed by the UP government completes its investigation. The village was flooded with over 300 policemen who came in 17 police vehicles. The women's family alleged their phones have been confiscated and they have been virtually placed under house arrest with their outdoor movements confined, the Hindustan Times reported. A cousin of the deceased woman said, and I quote, the police have occupied our house. They have even taken positions on the terrace, unquote. Meanwhile, five policemen, including the superintendent of police from the Uttar Pradesh police, have been suspended by the government. The SIT had called for their suspension, alleging that they have mismanaged the case. The team also called for lie detector tests on those arrested and the victim's family. At around noon on September 30th, when the house was crowded with media personnel, the police came and picked up Asha's father, claiming there would be some interaction with Yogi Adityanath. At the time, Asha's brother said, and I quote, I'm not sure in what way we will be pressured, but we are very scared right now, unquote. Asha's father alleged that he was made to sign some paper at the police station after being pressured by the police and the district magistrate. Asha was gang raped two weeks ago in a field near her home by four Thakur men. She died on Tuesday in hospital in New Delhi. Yet, her family was deprived of even one intimate moment with her body. At around 2 a.m. on September 30th, Asha's body was cremated by the Uttar Pradesh police without a single family member being present. The family says they did not consent to the cremation. Asha's sister-in-law told News Laundry, and I quote, Yes, our fault is that we trusted the police. Yes, our fault is that she was a Dalit girl. Yes, our fault is that we didn't agree for her to be cremated at night. If she was from a Thakur family, none of our mistakes would have been pointed out, Today, the Walmiki women no longer feel safe in the Thakur-dominated village. Do read Akansha Kumar and Nidhi Suresh's report titled, Our fault is that she was a Dalit. In Hathras, a forced cremation, a media circus, and a life of humiliation. Dear listeners, Newslaundry brings you such detailed ground reports only with the help of subscribers. As we believe when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. When the public pays, the public is served. We bring forth podcasts, videos, interviews, and a whole lot more. Do check out newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. The All India Institute of Medical Sciences Forensic Medical Board, which was formed to look into Sushant Singh Rajput's death case, has ruled out that the actor was murdered. Dr. Sudhir Gupta, AIMS Forensic Head, told ANI today, and I quote, "We have concluded our conclusive report. It is a case of hanging and death by suicide." Unquote. He further said, and I quote, "There are no injuries over the body other than hanging. There were no marks of struggle, scuffle in the body and clothes of the deceased." Unquote. The board has discussed its findings with the Central Bureau of Investigation, which is investigating the late actor's death. He added, and I quote, the presence of any seductive material was not detected by Bombay FSL and Ames Toxicology Lab. The complete examination of the ligature mark over the neck was consistent with the hanging, unquote. Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh said that the CBI should soon make public its inquiry report into Sushant Singh Rajput's death so that people know whether it was a case of suicide or murder. Replying to a question about reports which said that Rajput's death was a case of suicide and not murder, Deshmukh said, and I quote, We have not received any official information regarding that. It would be appropriate to comment on it until we get official information. We will give a statement as and when we receive any official information about it, unquote. Earlier this week, the Central Bureau of Investigation had said that it has not reached any conclusion in Rajput's death case, and that all aspects were under investigation. Rajput was found hanging in his Bandra apartment on June 14th. In a significant development, a senior Maoist leader in charge of Gangalur Area Committee, Bijapur, and a divisional committee member, Modiyam Vijay, 39, was killed by his own cadres in the strife-torn Bijapur district in South Chhattisgarh owing to an apparent difference of opinion on some issues. Based on local intelligence inputs, the Bastar police said the recent spike in civilian killings by the rebels could be the most plausible reason that led the cadres to shoot Vijay dead. The deceased was carrying a reward of rupees eight lakh on his head. Sundar Raj P, Bastar range inspector general of police said, and I quote, according to information, Vijaya was the Maoist leader behind most of the civilian killings and organizing of rallies of villagers in Bijapur. We are now getting reliable inputs over the dissent servicing among cadres over unleashing of violence against the innocent tribals. Now such terror attacks no longer seem to be helping the Maoists, but are resulting in discontent among the cadre. As witnessed between Vijaya and his own comrades, we are also trying to find out if there is any other angle to this incident." Unquote. He claimed that this is the first incident of a Maoist cadre killing another over dissent on some specific issue. He further added, such an incident is unusually conspicuous since the Maoists in the past usually punish their own cadres only on various disciplinary grounds but never owing to any strong disagreement of opinion on any subject. The Bastar police are now waiting to see how senior Maoist leaders react to this incident. India successfully test fired an advanced version of nuclear capable hypersonic missile, Shoria, from a defense facility off the Odisha coast today. The surface to surface medium range hybrid missile blasted off from a hermetically canister in ground launch mode from the Abdul Kalam Island test range at about 12 10 pm today. The indigenously developed missile that took off vertically was tracked and monitored through an integrated system of sophisticated radars electro-optical tracking instruments, and a chain of telemetry stations positioned in different points along the East Coast. Ships located near the target also tracked and witnessed the final event. A defense official said, and I quote, the missile performed a maneuver in the terminal phase and hit the impact point with a few meter accuracy. It is one of the top 10 missiles in the world in its class and adds more teeth to the Indian arsenal, unquote. The missile capable of deceiving enemy radar is aimed at giving India more options to hit back in case it is attacked with nuclear weapons. Though sources told the New Indian Express that it was the first user specific trial of the missile, there was no official confirmation from the defense authorities. Now let's move on to the international updates. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 34.44 million and killed over 1.02 million people according to Johns Hopkins University. More than 23.9 million people have recovered worldwide so far. United States President Donald Trump was hospitalized yesterday after testing positive for the coronavirus as he experienced coughing, congestion, and fever. Officials said Trump had mild symptoms. Trump was flown to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center after being given an experimental antibody treatment. His office said he would remain in the hospital for several days and canceled his upcoming campaign events for the presidential elections. Meanwhile, a group of scientists in the United Kingdom warned that even an effective coronavirus vaccine will not return life to normal. The report by the researchers of the Royal Society said the world needed to be realistic about what a vaccine could achieve and by when. Experts at the McGill University in Canada meanwhile said that an effective vaccine against the coronavirus is not likely to be available for the general public before the fall of 2021. The researchers carried out a survey of 28 experts working in the field of vaccinology. According to a new study, there was a threefold increase in the number of people reporting significant depression and anxiety problems during the lockdown. The study conducted by an international team of experts from universities in three countries, UK, Austria, and Belgium, also highlighted regional variations in psychological well being, which show that socioeconomically deprived areas of the UK reported more severe levels of depression. The research, which involved scientists from the UK based University of Sheffield, revealed that during the coronavirus lockdown in April, the proportion of people reporting clinically significant depression and anxiety problems reached 52%, three times more than the pre-COVID-19 average of 17%. The findings, published in the journal Psychosomatic Medicine, also showed that the mental health impacts of the pandemic were especially pronounced in the younger people, women, and those who are unemployed or on low income. Dr. Jamie Delgadillo from the Department of Psychology at the University of Sheffield and Director of Psychological Therapies Research at Rotherham, Doncaster and South Humber NHS Foundation Trust said, and I quote, we are drawing attention to an urgent problem concerning the mental health of the nation, unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. On Awful and Awesome, Abhinandan and Rajasri are joined by Newslaundry subscriber Rohit Mehrotra. They discuss the series Criminal UK, War, Tehran, Manoj Bajpayee's Bhochpari Rap, Pambai mekaba, Kaba, Lipa's New Rules for COVID Dating, Maria Carey's memoir, and a whole lot more. Tune in. And please don't forget to watch episode 106 of TV Nuisance, where Manisha Pandey shows us how some news anchors decided to ignore the Hathras rape case and kept their focus on the SSR case instead. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day and a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.